Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. Before you say guilty, say Garza, 865-540-8300. You've heard me talk about it. Marcos and his team are East Tennessee's premier DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. If you find yourself in trouble, no matter the situation, and you need legal representation, don't say guilty. Say Gaza, GarzaLaw.com. Let's get to the show. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Enough. <laughs> thirty-eight in a row. As in thirty-eight on the point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you Wednesday, February 19th. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. How you doing today? I've been better. I've been better. Have I been worse is the real question. I have. I have been worse. I just got home from the gym, not to brag. Ate my uh, my other half of my chicken tender pub sub that's on sale for the next couple of days. My man, little free, nice. little free pub licity. <laughs> you get it? I got it. But I went to the. Um, I faced a dilemma. I feel really bad. I've been I've been feeling pretty guilty since I've gotten home. Before my workout, I had to use the bathroom, and the toilet messed up. It got stopped up. It was bad. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what the play was there. There were only women working the front desk. Mm-hmm. There's multiple stalls. So I just didn't say anything. That's probably what I would have done, too. I feel like that's the normal thing to do, right? It might not be the nice thing to do, but it's the normal thing to do, right? Yeah, I agree. Like, if I go, like, there's only, you know, there's. It's a small gym. I mean, it's not a small gym. It's it's there's a lot of members, but it's a small staff. The same like three or four women work there all the time, so I didn't want them to think it was me. I was I thought about lying. I thought about going up there to say, "Hey, I just walked <laughs> in on this and it was messed up." But I didn't know if I could be able to to keep up the lie. So the only thing worse than telling these women that you messed up the toilet is lying about it and them knowing you lied about it. So I just didn't say anything at all. I think that was the. I think that was what I would have done too. That makes me feel a little bit better. That you're saying you would avoid it too. Like I mean, you're a little autistic, so it's not that much of a surprise. But I didn't want you to like come on here and say that I had made a really bad mistake. No, 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 no. I mean, nobody's gonna know. Some, they'll, they'll discover it eventually. I mean, do you really think those women at that point in time were just itching to clean up the bathroom? No. That's a good point. They, they probably have a custodial staff that comes in at the end of the night so, and like 
they probably like wanted to have some plausible deniability. You did those women a favor because they didn't want to do that right then and there. So that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. And I did them a favor of not having to make them judge me differently. Exactly. Exactly. Because then they would have felt bad. Because, like, not to get too graphic, it was one of those, you know, ones that weren't didn't go very well. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like the substance wasn't bad, but the smell was bad. And I didn't want them walking in and thinking that of me. Because, like I said, you know, I don't go to the gym a lot there, but, you know, three or four times a week is what I'm trying to get to. And I didn't want them thinking of and whispering and telling everybody every time I walked in. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You don't want that on you. It looked like the Tennessee Vanderbilt game just floating there. That's that's what it felt like. That's what it smelled like. That's what it looked like. Just Tennessee Vanderbilt. What a what a description. How awful was that game last night? It was bad. I was I was physically repulsed. I can't like I watched the whole thing and I'm telling you I can hardly remember anything from it. Like it just maybe I just purged it as soon as possible. I sat there and watched the whole thing. I remember. I had to vivid- talk about it on the radio immediately after. I remember vividly Fulkerson missing the layup to open the game and then Bowden airballing his first three right after. But Bowden ended up, Bowden and Fulkerson both ended up with, with a lot of points. I mean. Yeah, they both had 17. Jordan Bowden actually shot okay from three. He registered a a 40% from three nights. I mean, it was only two for five, but hey, we'll take it. Yeah, I mean, we will take it. That seems like a, a an extremely torrid shooting pace at this point in, in his season. The end of the game was horrific. We were terrible at the end of the game, letting them – have a reason to keep playing when we should have just ended it. Just turning the ball over, being sloppy. That was a uh, really poor last, like, minute and a half. It was really, really bad. Um, Josiah James was terrible. Yeah, yeah, he was, which was surprising since I thought he played pretty well against South Carolina. What do we even think about him going forward in, in his career? Well, that's what I talked about on the radio today with uh, my producer, Cam. It, you know, because he was talking, we were trying to figure out, you know, the rest of the season. And we we're just kind of talking about, you know, the the benefit of getting some of these younger guys some, some pressure games over these next five games. And, you know, beating Vanderbilt allowed that, like, for the season not to end. Yes. Right? Like, the you, you still have something to play for, realistic. Yeah, you got a reason to play Saturday. But the question I had was like, well, how many of these young guys do we actually give a shit about? Yeah, I like agree. How many, of these, how, many young, how many of these young guys are going to really factor into next year's team? We decided on Vescovi and Josiah, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if Josiah was like sixth or seventh man next year, which, I mean, is still important on a good basketball team, don't get me wrong, but I think at this point I'm – very resigned to the fact he will be coming off the bench. Oh yeah, especially if Pond's especially if Pond stays in school. In terms of the future in general, not just limited to next year. Like I could see Gaines becoming a really good defensive player. He shot a three last night, so credit to him for uh, being willing to try to shoot it. He airballed it, I think, but he shot it. You know, I could, I, 
I could see him being like a really good defender in time. I like Gaines. I like Gaines. I do too. I like how he plays. I like I wish he would become good because I think He is a poor man's JJ or JP Prince, excuse me. He is a poor man's JP Prince. Producer cut that first part out. Yeah, I could see him in, you know, probably not next year cuz I don't think there's going to be any way for him to play, but I think in time he will play a lot at UT if he stays and he will be really good at defense. Josiah James, yeah, like he's definitely I don't see a way that he starts next year. I know that's not exactly like breaking news, but how does he start next year? Vescovi starts at point guard. One would think. I just love like I, we've people have talked about Santiago Vescovi. Um, you know, everything that's needed to be said has been said. Like I just love watching him shoot the ball. Every time he shoots the ball, you feel like it's going in. De Niro. It doesn't matter where it's from. Like he said, he's good three meters behind the arc. It, every time he shoots the ball, you feel like it's going in. And he's just fun to watch play. I mean, it's just he's just fun to watch play. I'm not I'm not necessarily worried about his turnovers just because I feel like he's the only person who can dribble the basketball. He's cut down on them a lot. Well, he had six last night. I saw his... Against his, Vanderbilt, who is pretty shitty. Again, I will take you back to my gym locker room analogy. That's that's Vanderbilt in, in basketball form. Um, I'm not worried about his turnovers either. Like I, he, he had gotten a lot better up until last night when he had six. His, the turnovers had decreased by a lot to where we weren't even worried about him anymore. He was turning it over so so little. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I don't really see a path forward for Josiah James next year. He just looked, man, he looked bad last night. Yeah. I thought he looked okay against South Carolina, though. Yeah. I don't know what the deal was last night. I, I don't, I just don't even know how to describe, like, what I see when I watch him. He does things that make him look like he's the most skilled player out there. But then he'll do things that are just awful. Like, I mean, just, he was awful last night. And yeah, what else is there to say? They have a reason to play Saturday, so that's cool. That was the most important thing for me was not losing last night. And I don't have a problem with them sleepwalking after a heartbreaking South Carolina loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Heartbreaking South Carolina lost. You have a big game against Auburn on Saturday. You're designed to lay an egg. We kind of did that last year, too. You know, we, we, we beat Vanderbilt, a winless Vanderbilt team. I think it was like 58 to 46. Last year, after we lost to Kentucky in Lexington and before we went to LSU to play for, you know, first place in the conference. Yeah, I mean, it, it, all that matters last night is that they won. You know, Thoughts on Barnes? Thoughts on Barnes' comments leading into the locker room and after the game? I don't know. I had When was the last time he had been that mad? He was pretty mad. He was absolutely furious at both junctures. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen him that mad. He like I, I it, it it shocked me that he was that mad, especially after the game. You know, like yeah, it was ugly, Rick. It was ugly. We get it, man. You know, hey, but this team kind of sucks. So let's just be thankful for the wins because you punted on this whole season. So you ought to appreciate the wins more than anybody else. 
I did like him saying that Jerry Stackhouse had done as good as job as anybody in the country with that Vanderbilt team. I thought that was a... That doesn't feel accurate. I thought that was a nice touch by Rick. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure if it was accurate, though. Yeah, it, it was laughable. I was just like, I mean, I texted a friend of the podcast, Mike Palmer, and I was like, man, did he really just say that about Jerry Stackhouse? <laughs> you got to think Jerry's looking to get out of there as soon as possible, right? One would think. His boy got canned. It's all fun and games till they hired John Beeline. Yeah, that would suck really badly. Speaking of John, um, he's looking like a dumbass. Calling, he turned down four four years of uh, salary. He just gave it back and said, "Okay, I'm done." Why would you do that? Why would you not fight for the money you signed? Well, probably because you are going to. Uh, well, a you're probably miserable. Like it probably sucks that you have to do this job. None of your players like you. You're tarnishing your legacy. You are getting mocked in the locker room. I don't know if you saw that athletic piece that said the players are playing all the rap music they can find with the word thugs in it. Yeah, that's what I was like. I, I couldn't believe. And just openly bullying him with, you know, with uh, sarcasm. The thuggish, ruggish bone. Trick daddy's I'm a thug. Tupac's thug mansion. Just not stuff that people casually listen to in 2020, you know? Mm-hmm. Those aren't really tracks people are spinning unironically. I would like to think it was so on the nose that he understood what was going on. I think he had to. I just, I couldn't believe he was dumb enough to call his own teams, his own team, a bunch of thugs. How stupid do you have to be? He said they weren't thugs anymore. His comment was, you guys are finally playing like a team and you're not playing like a bunch of thugs anymore. So he was trying to be, he was trying to give them a compliment. Oh, what a compliment. I mean, what a compliment. But he meant slugs. Yeah, that was, and it's like, man, like, when you, at what point in the season did this happen? Like December or January? Yeah, it was like, it was either December or like late November, but like around, around that time. So it had been, you had played quite a few games at this point. They'd probably already played like 25 games, I'd say. So, I think he probably already knew that, that it was not going to work out. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he was bringing a college philosophy, and sure, they had Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, who are young, but they also had like Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, who like uh, have had about two of the op most open cases of like insubordination. Like Tristan Thompson constantly yelling at him. I don't know if you've seen the clips of Kevin Love this year. There has, that's what I was, I was going to talk about that. They're hysterical. There, there have been a couple where he just completely posted up right in the lane, warning the ball, and just would refuse to move. And, like, you know, stood in there for five seconds, finally before the ref called three seconds, just over the top. And another time where he just, like, took a pass and just slung it at someone's feet because he wanted to move the ball so much. Like, he was, you know, it's just open cases of insubordination. So it wasn't working with the young guys, and it wasn't working with the veterans. Like, the, the, the videos of Kevin Love just, like, walking down the course. <laughs> Just walking. And then probably the best one to me is the one of Tristan Thompson shooting like the half quarter before the shot clock expires. Yeah. Like, I got to say it's funny, but at the same time, Kevin Love, like, you don't get to act like a bitch after you took all that money from them. Like, they gave him, I think it was like four years, $120 million extension, if I'm not mistaken, after LeBron left. 
you don't get to act like an asshole because you knew they were going to suck and you took that money. So man up. Yeah, it, it like if you're Kevin Love and you got $120 million, dude, I don't give a shit if Pol Pot is your head coach and he is making you work the chain gang and dig dig ditches. Like, you're getting $120 million. Come to work and work hard. I had a real problem with that. The clips are funny, but like that that's bullshit. But no one really calls Kevin Love out about it. This is one of those situations where like, everyone's pro player, so they're scared to call people out about that. Like, I'm pro player in almost every instance, but I think this is bullshit what Kevin Love's been doing. Is Beeline that bad? Was he considered that bad? I mean, Beeline sucked, and he was all, like, Kevin Love was also mad at, like, uh, Garland and, and Sexton for not passing the ball. Like, they'll be possessions where Colin Sexton just dribbles for 20 seconds and then shoots. Like, he's not really playing team basketball. But I think it's bullshit what Kevin Love is doing. I just couldn't believe Beeline called them thugs. Or you're not playing whatever it was. I mean, just stupid. Just old 67-year-old man language that he hasn't realized is problematic. And no, and if he says that at Michigan, no one probably has enough power to call him out. You know what I mean? He might have been saying that ever since he was coaching Pitsnoggle back in the day. Because Pitsnoggle kind of looked like a thug. Pitsnuggle did have a very strong white trash vibe about him. That's right. And maybe he used white trash then instead of thug. Maybe he was really speaking in code. He might have been. I mean, uh, I was calling him trashy at that point instead of thuggish. Pitsnuggle did have a very strong white trash kid rock. Oh, for sure. Trailer park vibe. But he could shoot the three. He liked listening to Puddle of Mud for sure. <laughs> But my man, Kevin Pitsnoggle, he was ahead of the game as a stretch five. If he came out in 2020, hell, he might be a first-round pick. Yep. He was ahead of the game. I do think there's a chance John Beeline ends up at somewhere like Vanderbilt. So, that's what I was about to say. Where do, I mean, like, what do we think? Indiana fires Archie, uh, Archie Miller? Yeah, but, like, here's my thing, and, I, you know, I always feel weird when we talk about some of the same stuff I talk about on the radio because I hate, like, rehashing my thoughts in case people listen to both. But, like, uh, what I ended up with on the John Beeline situation was, like, if you're Indiana, do you hire him? Because John Beeline needs, like, three years to get things to work. He's not a guy who comes and recruits a bunch of five stars. He's someone who it takes him three years or so before they start being good. So, if you're Indiana and you've sucked and you've been trying to pay Archie Miller to get you better, do you go pay what it's going to take to get John Beeline and still be okay with it taking three years. Same discussion for Shaka Smart, right, at, at Texas. They're going to probably fire him. But would they hire John Beeline knowing that he's, you know, gives off some Rick Barnes vibes like they thought Rick Barnes was too old and now they're going to go hire a 67-year-old that's going to take two or three years to get off and running? It just seems like Beeline might not have as many big options as, as we may think. You know, I, yeah, I can see that too. They might hire him and give him the money, but I'm just saying, like, it, I don't think it's going to end well. It, it, yeah, it's not a home run is what you're saying. I, I am with you. He is 67. I mean, who knows what can happen. Man, my man Pitsnoggle was shooting 42% and 40% from three in, you know, 05 and 06. Freestyle. He was ahead of the game. A true visionary. Scored 19 points on 40% from three. He would have been an NBA guy. We had an NBA guy named Pit Snoggle. How bad is Shaka? 6'11, 250. Shaka sucks. Can we Shaka talk about sucks. him for a second? How bad are they? Why is he not fired yet? 
I'm sure they gave him a big ass contract. But yeah, I mean, like he he's yet to win a tournament game. He has not won a tournament game at Texas yet, in, you know, in four years. It's it's unbelievable how bad he has been. It's crazy to me that he has already been there for five years, though. Like, I know it makes sense because he was the same year as Barnes, but like, it seems crazy that he hasn't turned it around at all. He's made it worse, basically. Since his first year, he after the not excluding year one, he has failed to produce a winning record in conference play. I feel bad for Texas just overall. Like Tom Herman's kind of doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Both we we thought both those guys were like can't miss hires, and both of them kind of kind of fucking suck. Yeah, I I think Tom Herman sucks too. Shaka Smart's buyout is ten and a half million dollars. So did he get a contract extension or something? Because what I see was that his original contract was seven years, twenty one point seven million, with uh, six of them being guaranteed. So I would think he'd mo- like at most have like. You know, five million dollars left on the contract. He might sign an extension though. But this is this is from when he first signed it. I can't imagine. Yep, they gave him. A, why would they give him a contract extension? They gave him a contract extension in 2016. Like, what what had he done at that point to earn it? What the hell? He got an extension through the 2023 season. Okay, well, that makes sense. I guess he's, I guess he's got an extra year left on his contract. Smart. Good job, Texas. Way to bid against yourself. Good grief! Why did they do that? They did that after his first season. Yep. In a year where he had Rick Barnes players. I guess it would be after his second. It was April of 2016, so I guess that would be after his second season. No, that's after his first. His first season was 15-16. Okay, okay. His only decent year. So their 24-7 site was was where I saw the $10.5 million. They had an article from two hours ago. Okay, so they're already talking about it. Yeah, they all, they're all they all saying, like, he, he has to go. Like, he, he, he's he been in a – one guy was – one of their writers said he's been in a fit, an abysmal failure. So – Where if they try to hire Barnes back? Um, I mean – Well, they're like, you know what, Rick, we're sorry. Let's just pretend that never happened. It depends on if we could get to keep the three players. If we get to keep those three guys, then Prick can go back to Austin. <laughs> oh, poor Shaka Smart man, just completely cucked by Will Wade. Uh, yeah, like what? I just what? Because Will sh- Wade's winning at LSU. Yeah, I know they're not great this year. They're still good, but they're a hell of a lot better than any of his Texas teams have been. Yeah, just completely cucked by Will Wade. Yeah, I mean. Shaka Smart, they don't even try to do what he did at VCU. They play slow down basketball. I don't understand. Where was the? Where's the fun? Where's the running up and down and havoc, as they call it? It's sad, man. They suck bad, and just you going. They're going to try to hire Chris Beard, and he ain't leaving Texas Tech. So. Yeah, whatever. I mean, apparently John Beeline. I don't know if you saw the story. Uh, apparently, his son had to resign. He was a head coach somewhere, and had to resign before the year. No, I did not know that. And it, I guess it was his first job. And I don't know what, if there was a scandal there or something. But something I was reading about it basically was like he was blaming that on like his mind not being right all year. Basically, he just felt real sad for his son, and it was just messing up everything for him. Which was why he, you know, was not in the right headspace to connect with these players. I guess. Greg Paulus was named his interim at Niagara. Oh, nice. Big 
Greg Paulus. I would have liked Ooh. to see Greg Paulus in the XFL. Have you watched any of that? I did. I watched the first weekend. What do you think? You didn't watch second weekend? A little bit, not much. I think it's good enough. I do too. I hope it lasts. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's one hundred percent going to last at least for uh, three seasons. Is he, where I'm at. He ba- didn't he say he had bankrolled it for three seasons or he had enough cash for three seasons? He cashed out five hundred million dollars worth of WWE stock. He sold five hundred million dollars of his own stock to like have the cash on hand. Okay. I don't know how expensive it is for a league to to run, but you know he wasn't the AAF trying to scramble to keep it together. Like he's got money. Yeah. To fund this, and you know the TV ratings have been there's still over two million people. Now we'll see how far it keeps diving, but there wasn't that big of a there wasn't that big of a dip. It actually rose in a couple of the like cities, like it did huge numbers in Seattle, and like I you know they got sellouts in St. Louis coming up. Like St. Louis gets its first home game this weekend, which I think will be a good atmosphere. So uh, yeah, like I, I think it's going to. Uh, survive and and be okay. The 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 play's been pretty good. Now I wonder what's going to happen. Like if their two stars, Cardell Jones and PJ Walker, what happens if they are so good that they get an actual NFL backup job or something? Yeah. And like if they do create some stars and have those guys just leave, like can they keep getting lucky? Because that PJ Walker guy's a baller. Yeah. How much are these guys making? Uh, the quarterbacks are supposed to make like around two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So it's pretty. You're making a good living. But PJ Walker was a backup, so I don't know how much he's making. Like he wasn't even supposed to start. I think Connor Cook was supposed to be the starter in Houston, and he got hurt. So now this other guy's just grabbed it and has been balling ever since. Yeah, he looks good. Aaron Murray does not look good. Aaron Aaron Murray looks so fucking bad. He looks so shitty. It's man, just hang it up, dude. Just hang it up. It's sad that like you're out there playing and you're playing poorly. I felt almost worse for like Landry Jones who sucked, and he's like 31, and we all thought he was going to be the best quarterback, you know, in the league. He looked awful. He's got this big-ass knee brace on trying to run for first downs. He can barely move. Yeah, there's no shame in playing in the XFL whatsoever at all. You're making $250,000. Well, that's just the quarterbacks. If you're the quarterback. The, the other players are making roughly $50,000, $60,000. But why go out there and just suck ass in the XFL? Like, Aaron Murray could get on TV. Could he? Yeah. Like the SEC Network? Somewhere. I mean, it wouldn't take long. Tim Tebow does it. I mean, he's not exactly skilled behind. Yeah, but Tim Tebow's got – yeah, but Tim Tebow was uh, was a brand. Aaron Murray's not a brand. Okay, well, let's put it like this. Look at how many former fo- former sports pla- – former players are on the SEC Network that were not anywhere – didn't have any cl- – were close to the profile of someone like Aaron Murray. I think Aaron Murray could break through on TV. Okay. I mean, he might have to start off doing radio or something, but I think that, you know, Aaron well, Murray. Don't say that like radio is such a No, such I meant a, like Georgia uh, Sports Network. Thing. I, I do radio, buddy, all right? That's not what I meant, so I'm not going to stand for this slant. That's not what I meant, and you know it. That's what it sounded like. You could do, uh, you know, just like radio or something. That's not what I meant. I'm not standing for it. I'm not standing for it. I'm not going to listen. Well, sit I'm, down then. We'll I, sit down. I'm not going to listen to you acting like I'm denigrating your profession. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. No, but Aaron Murray could, you would think, go to Athens, Georgia and get a, a job. Yeah. Like, I would think so. I understand, I understand what you're saying. He's a good-looking guy, too. I mean, But he's not going to make $250,000 doing radio. No. But I wonder what you make working for the SEC Network. 
I think you probably could get up to $250,000, but you'd have to be one of the top. Like, I, how much do you think Peter Burns makes? He's like the face of SEC Network. I would think like four hundred, five hundred. Okay. But no, but like Dane Bradshaw, but like Dane Bradshaw, Dane Bradshaw's not making that much money, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think so, but Dane Bradshaw just calls the games, right? Yeah. Like he's not even in like studio yeah. at all. Yeah. Now, Andy Kennedy, Andy Kennedy probably doesn't make anything because he doesn't have to. I would know. say Andy Kennedy gets paid by ESPN as well, doesn't he? Yes. I would say that's correct. Andy Kennedy, for all I know, might still be getting paid by Ole Miss, too. I, I would assume he is, yeah. So they might not have to pay him much. Um, like Antoine Walker. Big Antoine, he, he's on set in studio. I mean, you can't miss him. Boy, boy is he. <laughs> you can't miss him. He is on set, and he is the set. So All at the same time. But it is good for, like, Cardell Jones. Like, you, I would think somebody in the NFL would, would give Cardell Jones a shot. Yeah, I think Cardell Jones and P.J. Walker look like NFL quarterbacks, at least backups, especially with P.J. Walker being mobile, like, you know, with the whole Lamar Jackson thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just waiting to see the first game Cardell Jones ever loses because he hasn't lost since high school as a starter. It's a pretty wild run. I guess uh, to go back to Tennessee, any thoughts? Thought like How likely do you think it is we beat our Auburn on Saturday? Like 10 to 15%, I guess. Okay. I mean, ESPN. I know Kempom. I think Kempom gave us a 28% chance. Yeah, ESPN, I was looking at. There's this morning, uh, it's, they have Auburn at 78.3, so Tennessee at 21.7. Okay, good so job with the math. Ken Palm has us at 28. I mean, that's that's a lot better than I would have thought. I, I, is Okora, I guess it depends on Okora. He's traveling tonight to the Georgia game, and I don't know if he's going to play or not, but his hamstring, you know, it could easily act up again between now and then. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't know that much about Auburn. Other than that, like they're ten and zero in games decided by five points or less or whatever. They, they've had a well. I think that did that end. No, I guess Missouri killed them. So I yeah, guess Missouri that beat them by twelve. Um, I don't think they're great. I know that they're they're very bad at shooting this year, which was a little surprising. They're they're only shooting thirty percent from three, but they do still shoot you know twenty six of them a game. So one game sample, they could either you know be hot or cold. Tennessee's luck will be hot and run us out of the gym. But, you know, it's a big game on Saturday, so at least we got to have that thanks to the Vanderbilt game. And we get the national, you know, the nationally televised game, so. Yeah, but we're getting, we're going to get completely swamped. We play the same time as Kansas and Baylor, number one versus number three. So ain't nobody really going to be checking in on Tennessee-Auburn, I would say. No, I mean, it, it seems like a game that Auburn might – Maybe could be sleepy for if, if Okora is not 100%. They don't shoot the ball well, maybe. I don't noon. know. Noon. A noon game in Auburn. When have we ever seen that before? <laughs> so. 11 a.m. local time, you know? Yep, I do know. A Tennessee team that's a little bit down. I wish Jawan Jennings was walking through that door. Or Jawan Smith. Or Jawan Smith. All right, let's get to some Patreon questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. If you want to sign up, I will get the baseball list out either tonight or in the morning for everyone who has signed up. We'll decide on who all is going because uh, we're past the deadline. I realized that today when I was in the shower. So uh, I'll get the list out to everybody. That way we can make plans for the Tennessee Vanderbilt baseball game, which, by the way, Tennessee baseball 
balling right now. Yep, big game, big big games this weekend. Big games this weekend. Um, we'll see if they're for real. They've been doing this non-conference thing for a while now, right? I don't, like, I don't maybe. know why we play such a week. This is like this weekend is literally it in terms of games until SEC play starts. I, I guess because the SEC is so tough, we don't have to do it. Yeah, I guess. I Tennessee would like base, to- Tennessee baseball does what we all beg football to do. Like, hey, the SEC is tough enough. Like, no reason to add any extra losses. Yeah, I agree. I would like to uh, give a shout out to our brother Blue Moon Vol, who yes, yes, he I was looked do that. He looked death in the face today. He stared it straight in the eyes, and he said, you know "Not he said? today." He said, "Not today." Not today. And not only did he say "Not today," my man is in the hospital, nearly catatonic, can barely move, and he is listening to us live. Blue Moon Vol, we love you, and we appreciate you more than you will ever know. You are my brother. Ryan Newman might get all the attention from the national people, but Blue Moonval, that's my hero of the week. That's right. That's right. Shout out to new $2 patron, Chris. Shout out to Chris. We appreciate you and we love you. That's it. Only one new patron. Well, hey, you know, it's better than having zero zero. new patrons. That's right. That's right. One is better than zero. So shout out to Chris. Okay, let me get to the podcast page. You see any questions uh, you want to get started with? Uh, yes. Um, user Zach would like to know, do you guys use the same password for everything? If you do not, do you write your passwords down or just hope to remember them? I feel like writing your password down is for cucks, and I'm not a cuck, so no, I don't write my passwords down. Interesting. Do you write your passwords down? I do. I, Why? Well, what if somebody I, finds them? They're not going to. But what if they do? <laughs> it's on a server that only I can get to. But what if you lose the server? Then I'm screwed, but that's probably not going to happen because it's not on the same power grid that I'm on. So, like, if my power gets shut out, I can still get to it. I mean, I don't, like, keep them on a sheet of paper or anything. What if hackers get it? Well then they're gonna they can they will feel free to get into my American Express American Express account, my Amazon account, Twitter, Facebook, Discord, for instance. But yes, I'm not able to use the same password for everything, unfortunately. There is nothing worse than when I'm trying to use the same password, but like you have to have a special character. And I'm like, God damn it, I don't want to put a special character because I'm not gonna remember it. Do I put it at the beginning of it or do I put it at the end? Um, I don't use the same password, but I use a variation of three. I have three that I use. Yeah. So it just kind of depends. So like for the, like. I've been rotating them over the last like five years or so. For the timekeeping application that we use at work, it has, it has all these like, you know, things it has to have, like you're talking about special characters, but it also cannot have a variant of your last 10. And it changes every 90 days. Oh, wow. That's really stupid. It sucks. That is awful. So you have to think of 11 new passwords? Yes. So like... At all times, you have to be thinking of your next password. That seems like one of the, the layers of hell. So I write that down, obviously. Um, like I don't I mean, blame you there. You run out of passwords quick when you have to do it that often. And it has to be a certain, it has to be pretty long and has to have like a number, lowercase, uppercase. Uh, it's annoying, man. So, yeah, I write those down. 
Now, most of them I have memorized in my head, but there are some that I need to go to because I don't get on them that much. I just have three options. I try all three of them. If they don't work, I hit forget password. They'll reset my password, and I'm good to go. Like I can always remember my security questions, so good to go. Oh, by the way, before we move on, we do need to give a shout-out, Brother Jason, on his engagement. Yes. yes. Brother Jason on his engagement and Brother West 10 Ben for his uh, upcoming child. Yes. Shout-out to Brother Jason, a good man, an educator of America. And we then love him. We do love him. He's a great guy. And West Tennessee Ben, Psalm 127.5, Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. What the hell does that mean? It means that you're blessed when you have a lot of children. West Tennessee Ben's quiver is full. Congratulations, my brother. What does a quiver mean? Do you not know what quiver is? I mean, I know it like to shake. Like if somebody says you're quivering, you're shaking. A quiver I know is what, some people quiver whenever they're making babies, if you know what I mean, but like I'm not getting it in this context, no. Quiver is um what holds your arrows, like a bow and arrow. So if your quiver is full of arrows, what does that have to do with kids? I don't, that's what I'm not understanding. It's, it, it's, it's an analogy, an allegory, whatever. Do people actually use that to mean kids, or has it just been stolen? Because it doesn't seem, it seems like blessed is the person who is ready for war. That's what it sounds like. Blessed for the person who has a lot in the chamber. I don't know. Take it up with the author of Psalms. Do, do you have his email? I don't. Is his, are his DMs open on Twitter? I, I don't think so. Well, how Let's, am I supposed to do that then? Take it up to big God. Take it up with big God. God's not, God doesn't have time to explain that. God doesn't have time for well, that. Then, well, then just say that's a great I point, I need God Seth. focused on Brother Blue Moon Vol, okay? That's true. I don't need that's God true. worried about the quiver and the Psalms. Worry about Blue Moon Vol and healing him, and healing him, placing his hands over him, and healing his leg. That's true. We are, we are praying for you, and Blue foot Moon Vol. slash ankle. And we hope that there's no nerve damage. Um, and we expect to see you at the tailgate for the Florida game. Whether that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. It is going to be a great time. By the way, Jeremy Pruitt's getting so fat. Yeah, he is. What's up with that? And Harrison Bailey looks like a real dweeb. He looks very skinny. I don't know which I'm more alarmed about. Jeremy, he looks disgusting. He looks gross. He does. What is wrong with him? He looks so gross. Like How has no one, how has no one had an intervention with him? And look, I'm chubby. I'm not one to talk. But no, like, you're not. You're I'm not, not dumpy. I'm not the fa- and I'm not the face of an organization. You're not dumpy, dude. Like, I, like I do, that's true. I, I wear clothes that fit, so like it looks even worse when we got dumpy out there in oversized suits and and just looking sloppy. John, you are barrel chested. That's a good point. I've always been called barrel chested. You are barrel chested. That's a good point by you. You look like you could kick some ass. I can. Pruitt can probably kick some ass, too. He probably can because he's a redneck, but he looks yeah. kind of gross on the sidelines. And yeah. he looks he looks gross in these suits. It's not even like, yeah, suits, he needs— He looks way grosser in the suits. He needs to lose some weight, yeah. But can somebody dress him? Like, he's gotten—if you—it's it's February 19th, 2020. If you compare him behind the microphone right now 
to when he first took the job, it's night and day. He's like a totally different person talking. He's gained probably about 75 pounds. They need to get somebody to, to help him out with his physical appearance like they did with him talking. It's gross. I mean, it is, it is, it is nasty. What do you think he did for Valentine's Day? Probably not much. I bet he ate. I bet he ate. What do you think he's eating every day, man? Like two biscuits for breakfast? I don't get it. <laughs> he has probably been taking advantage of the Hardee's two-for-one sausage, egg, and cheese. Every now and then they run those promotions. They're hard to turn down because you just want one sausage, egg, and cheese. But they're like, here, we're going to give you two. So you eat one for breakfast, then you eat one like an hour and a half later at like 9.30 a.m. And you're like, well, I guess I better eat it before lunch. And next thing you know, you already got 1,300 calories down. I've been there. It's a sad life to live. He's probably doing that every day a week. I day. Was, uh, yeah, I think so. And then we've already seen him like after midnight at Gus's. I, you know what's happening? Picking up food for his wife, he says. Yeah, right. Get out of here, germ. You know what's happening is that they're getting breakfast brought to them every morning in the football complex, and he's sitting there eating with Jim Chaney. And I bet when you eat beside Jim Chaney at least five days a week, your, your, your dietary habits get out of control. You become who you spend the most time with. Exactly. Like, can you imagine trying to eat a salad when Jim Chaney is just sitting there just wolfing down, like... Cheeseburger after cheeseburger. Talking in that talking in that deep voice he has. Oh no. Man, like I would be I would put on seventy five pounds too. And then T Martin's there. T Martin's not a small boy either. I know. I know. T Martin's put on some some LB since his playing days. I mean, you got those three eating together in the football. I feel like my complex. man Joe Acevedo's at least holding it down. Like yeah. him and Moose, they're they're sort of keeping their physique in, in check. Well Derek now, Ansley Derek Ansley's a handsome guy. Like he's a good yeah. he's a good looking guy. I think at this point, I, I want Jim Chaney to leave after the year. I think for the, the overall success of Tennessee's football program, we need Jim Chaney to, uh, to find a new job after the year. Just simply so that Jeremy Pruitt can keep himself in check and uh, you know maybe coach here for a long time. Me and my best friend Luke had this discussion this morning, and we said, who has a heart attack first? Trey Smith, Jim Chaney, T. Martin, Jeremy Pruitt. Pick your fighter. Trey Smith's fine. We mark him off the list. Trey Smith is healthy now. He does. He does appear to be. He does appear to have passed over, passed through the valley, and come out on the other side unscathed. Tell your best friend Luke those Trey Smith jokes are now in poor taste and they're no longer relevant. He's I was the now. one who said Trey Smith, not him. Well, he tell was... your best friend. Tell your best friend Luke. I'm sorry to say that he said it, and you should have. Uh, you should feel a lot of shame, Seth. The Trey Smith jokes are over. Finito. But to answer your question, it's probably if I had to guess between the three, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with T if I'm having to actually put a, a guess on on the record. Over Big Jim? No disrespect, I'm just saying. Well, Jim's probably been big his whole life. That's true. Jim's probably been big his whole life. T Martin used to be a top of the line athlete. I would say his body's working overtime now. Like Jim Cheney, trust me, I've been big my whole life, so like I've you know I'm used to most of my weight. Mm-hmm. Jim's probably used to most of his weight. But in that same respect, I would say Pruitt's firing up the chart too. Yeah. Because he's adding a whole bunch of new weight too. I mean, we just we know that Big Jeremy is going through that Hardy's drive through every morning in his F-250. It's the damn two-for-ones, man. They get you every time. 
Yeah, all I can think about when we talk about Jim is somebody posted on the Discord once that he didn't like wearing orange because when he wore it, all people thought of was a pumpkin, and it makes me so sad to think about. I've been there, bro. On game days, I don't really wear orange. I wear white or gray. It makes me so sad to think about because Jim Chaney seems like an awesome dude. He does, but he seems painfully self-aware. Oh, man. Ryan asked, uh, do I use the hotkeys on Discord? No, I do not. Davey asked, how much money would it get to you to eat, eat the hottest pepper in the world? Would your body shut down if it's that hot? Like, what's the hottest pepper in the world, Seth? Do you I'd, know? I, no. I thought it was like I don't like hot food, but, I, yeah, I would do it for, uh, you know, uh, $50,000. Yeah, sure. For, for sure. $10,000, probably, if you showed me the cast, although I don't know. I'd have to do some research. I don't, like, will your body shut down if it's too hot? I don't know. That's I think for ten thousand dollars, I would have to read about the. Yeah, like your ulcer act up. That's what happened to. The, I mean, I know that's what the guy thought was happening to him in Dumb and Dumber. I know they'd actually poisoned him, but like that made me a little nervous because he's like oh, ulcer, ulcer. So like I, I didn't know. So uh, yeah, probably I'm gonna say fifty thousand dollars just for the sake of conversation. What's the most painful injury you've ever had? Nothing that's like super crazy. I mean. I never, like, broke a, snapped a leg or anything. Yeah, I got kicked in the head by a cow. Um, fell off a four-wheeler and got ran over by it. Probably the time I fell off a four-wheeler, broke my thumb, flipped over the four-wheeler, then got ran over by it. That one was pretty tough. That hurt my ribs, my thumb. That was everything. I, like, the most, like, pain I have ever been in was, like, after my car wreck. But I don't remember yeah. anything from it. So it's tough to say that. You know, because I, I don't remember a thing from it. I just remember standing up outside my car covered in gasoline. That that hurt, I'm sure. Um, I dislocated my foot, or I tore all the ligaments in my foot one time. That hurt a lot. Ouch. Because I was a long way. I was a long way from home, so I had to, like, limp back home. So that was tough. Ouch. And then I had a test the next morning at school, so I had to limp across the parking lot before I could go to the doctor to get, Brutal. like, a boot. And Brutal. that was awful. Yeah, th- that, that one was pretty bad. That one That one's probably the worst. That's or right. a broken heart. I don't know. One of the, one of the, one of those. Would you rather be handed two hundred thousand dollars or get a random number between one and a million? Uh, you have to take one in a million. You got an eighty percent shot to get over two hundred k. Like like yeah. Jonas and, said. And I mean, really, you're you have a so you have an eighty percent chance of getting higher, and really you have a ten percent chance of getting something lower that you're okay with. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If you roll the dice and it's. 154,000 you're like oh okay cool that's still happy that's still good there's not that many options that you're sad with Mm -hmm. so i'm yeah i think everyone rolls the rolls the number there yeah what number do you take what number do you not take the dice roll at what number do you uh, or do you say okay i gotta lock in here 350 400,000 the first number that popped into my head was 400k that's why we're brothers that's why we're brothers. We got the same ideas. Like, I'm just thinking if somebody offered $400,000 on the table right now, I'm thinking I'll walk away with it. Yeah, like, for sure. Troy asked, would you rather be a famous supervillain or an anonymous superhero? I think that's pretty easy. I think we'd all pick the superhero, right? Yeah. But every hero lives long enough to see himself become the villain. Whoa. Whoa. What did you just say? Or whatever the saying is. Did I, did I screw that up? Did you just coin that phrase? Did you come up with that? 
So how's it go again? Every superhero lives long enough to become a villain? <sighs> now I'm thinking I screwed it up. Hold on. I mean, you, you came close enough. It's die a hero or live long enough yeah, to become a villain. You go, like, you're you close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm close enough. I got my man Joel Embiid, Seth Hughes over here. Joel Embiid. Can we talk about Kyrie Irving for a second? On him getting voted uh, vice president of well, the Players uh, Union or like, what? He's played like 20 games this year. He's probably well, done for the season again. Up. Well, I'm going to guess that, like, the Nets' grand plan of KD and Kyrie wins absolutely nothing. When you wow. say absolutely nothing, what do you mean? Like, no titles? Do they make it even to a conference final? Uh, if you had to ask me that and ask me to bet, I would say yes. Okay. Do I think they make the finals? Probably not. But, I don't know. We'll see what they can get around them over the next year or two. I think Durant's going to come back at least 85 or 90% of what he was. That's still going to be good enough for a top 10 to 15 player, in my opinion. It just depends on how long it takes before KD and Kyrie start hating each other. But at that point, they'll get rid of Kyrie. Although at that point, I don't know what you can get in return for him. Or Kyrie could just up and retire next year. Who knows? But I think Kevin Durant is good enough to get get them to a conference finals in the East. Yeah. It just... It just seems like it would be awful to play with Kyrie Irving. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure it does suck. I'm sure it does suck. But I think Durant's that good. And I know he tore his Achilles, but I think he'll be at least ninety percent of what he was. Good question from six one five Vol. He says, "If you're the opening day starter for the team playing the Astros, would you throw at the first batter, knowing you might get fined or suspended?" It depends who you play for. I guess the schedule, is the schedule out yet? Yeah, I'm sure it is. I want to say they're playing the Angels. You go, uh, you go pl- ahead. I'm going to check. Houston Astros. They're playing the Angels a ton at the beginning of the season. I think if you play, if that, let's say they opened up with the New York Yankees and you're the starting pitcher, then yeah, dude, you got to launch it at them. I'd say no matter who you play for, you got to launch it at them. You might have to. It, it, a lot of it depends on what the clubhouse is going to say. Like, if the guys in your clubhouse are telling you, you better throw it at them, then, yeah, you got to launch it at them. If they don't care or whatever, I mean, it's hard to imagine them not caring. I don't know. I mean, I've never been in a Major League Baseball clubhouse. I would just think that if you're playing for the Yankees or the Athletics, you know, somebody that has been in the playoffs a lot these last couple of years in the AL, then, yeah, we're going to launch it. At, they do open with the Angels. Okay. We're going to launch it at them. So that's their, that's their opener right there on the 26th Astros home opener, March 26th. And, you know, Mike Trout came out and actually, Mike, you know, Mike Trout doesn't said talk. something. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't talk. So maybe with him um, saying something, you know, the Angels have to go after him now. Yeah. Does Joe Madden seem like the type that would do that, though? No. I can't decide. I don't. I don't feel like he's that type of person, and he would. He doesn't want that to be his first thing. But everyone's going to expect you to do it. You got to do it. Everyone is expecting you to do it. And you can't do the pussy thing that you have to wait till like the there's two outs and you know you're you're facing the seventh or eighth hitter. Yeah, it's the first game of the season, man. Just do it. And the poor catcher has to come up and take it. Yeah. No, fuck that. You hit the very first guy, and then the you know, and then if you're the Astros, I think you got to. If you're the Astros, do you charge the mound or do you? Just walk to first base and say, shit, we're going to get this all year. A little humility seems like it would go a hell of a long way 
for the Houston I think Astros. That's already sell- I think that ship's already sailed, though. It might have, because the only person I've seen that has any is A.J. Hinch. That's it. Like, Bregman goes up there before the media and acts like the cockiest asshole in the world. Carlos Correa sounds like just a dumbass. We're supposed to believe that Jose Altuve's tattoo is that bad? You know, like, Josh Reddick is the one guy that, that they've come out and said he took no part in this. Reddick took no part in this. So you don't hit Reddick. I say you can't hit Reddick. But, man, these guys have to be itching to throw one at Alex Bregman's ribs. Now, you, you got to do it. You got to put the onus on Manfred, who is in a, an impossible situation. Like, Manfred couldn't punish the players. Like, he just flat out couldn't. It was against the law. Like, there's labor laws. Like, he had never warned the players explicitly on, like, on what not to do. So, you can't punish the players because they have a union and, like, it's against labor laws. So, like, he had put a memo, like, to the, to the teams, like, hey, we're going to hold the, you know, the organization responsible, which he has enacted, obviously. That being said, he perhaps does not need to get up in front of a microphone and say that the World Series trophy is a hunk of metal. No, that's in poor taste. Yeah, that, that was uh, really fucking stupid. That was dumber than hell. Which, by the way, I'm not buying the Josh Reddick stuff. I don't know if you do. Apparently I, you do. I'm not buying it. I don't know. I mean, I've... My, my, my man is a 260 lifetime hitter, okay? <laughs> maybe he was. Maybe he for real wasn't cheating then. <laughs> no, no, no. He was, no, he was 260 lifetime. Okay. And in 2017, when they're begging on trash cans, he went, he batted 314. So, yeah. like, you fucking were cheating, Josh Reddick. Don't yeah. lie. It seems weird for them to come out and, like, pinpoint him as the one guy that wasn't. Probably just, is it the reason because he was with Oakland for so long? I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, he was with Oakland for a little while, and that's, like, you know, the Astros' biggest rival. And if I'm Oakland, man, I, if I'm Oakland, I'm I'm more angry than anybody. Like, yeah, I know the you've Dodgers. you've been winning 100 games a year. And, and winning the wild card and getting beat in, like, the first round. Yeah. Or, like, getting beat in the wild card game. If I'm an A's fan or I'm an A's player, if I'm Billy fucking Bean, hell, if I'm, if I'm Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, I'm pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I know the Dodgers are crying. I know the Yankees are crying and all that, but, like, the A's could have maybe won a World Series by now. Yeah, I'm not saying, like, the Dodgers aren't, like, the Dodgers, like, have every right to be mad. The, the A's have to be perfect to be competitive. And they are so good at what they do that they can go out there and win 100 games. But because this team is cheating its ass off, they're getting put in a one-game wild card where literally anything could happen instead of getting, instead of getting home field advantage. Like, they've got to be, like, what, Bob Melvin is their manager? Like, he's won manager of the year. He's out here coaching his ass off, getting this team to 100 wins a year. He has, like, a different team every year. Billy Bean is brilliant, and it doesn't matter because that, the Astros were just cheating their asses off. If I'm, the, if I'm the A's, I hit them every game. I just say, fuck it, do something about it, Rob Manfred. Yeah. Do something. You want to punish us? Bring it on. That's fine. Because, like, you, you punish the guys that are throwing the ball at him, then, like, everybody's going to be against you. And can Rob Manfred really take more negative PR? He can't. He can't. Like, and every – the court of public opinion, what if we always have to hear about baseball, the unwritten rules, the unwritten rules. Bang it on trash cans. That violates the unwritten rules. Got to let the players police themselves now, right? I would think that you're just going to have to let them – 
plunk the Astros, Rob. I Do mean, you hope the Astros are really good this year or really shitty? I hope they're really shitty. I don't like them. There's a part of me that wants them just to lean into it and just be really good <laughs> and just be really big assholes. I don't like Garrett Cole, and I know he didn't play with them anymore, but I, did, I didn't like him. I, I don't really care for, for Bregman or Correa. Um, I like Springer in the outfield. Yeah. I, like I like Springer a lot. He seems like a really cool dude. I hope, I hope every time Altuve gets a hit, he rips his shirt open. But I also hope they get their ass beat. Like, I, I'm not rooting for them. I want them to get their ass beat, like, on the field. Yeah, but I, I think th- if they're I think if they're really shitty, their story probably goes away a little bit. That's true too. I want this to go on all year. That's true too. I got the one reason, the only reason why I wouldn't mind seeing them win is because I like Dusty Baker. <laughs> He's just always seemed like a cool ass dude to me. Dusty Baker signed himself up for some real trouble, but hey, he gets a big check and has a chance to win a World Series. Yeah, like he just wants that World Series, man. I liked him when he was with the Reds, so I, I like him. I like him. I like him. I, so that that's the only reason why I wouldn't mind seeing them do well is because I like Dusty Baker. And, I mean, you know. I wonder what Alex Cora is doing right now. Chilling. I guess he went. Hang, hanging out with Carlos Beltran. <laughs> Poor Carlos. Carlos, got, Carlos was the only player punished. Like, he had to lose his job. Yeah. I guess the last one, Matt Brad Kyle said, uh, fuck, Mary kill, which I guess they're guys, so we'll go with, like, kill, be f- lifelong best friends with or hang out with one time. I don't know. Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports, Justin Bieber or Dan Bazelian. How do you say that name? Bilzerian. Yeah, that's, like, the guy that's, like, always with models and, like, a fake, yeah. like an old UFC fighter or something, right? Yeah, the, the poker guy pretends yeah. to be a poker player. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd kill him. Really? Okay. He just he just seems unlikable. I'm t- as best friends for life, like, close, lifelong best friends, I'm going with Bieber. Yeah. He's gotten his life turned around. Um, He's out here singing, praising, praising worship music. He's cleaned up his that ad. Yummy song. That yummy song is really bad, though. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have never heard it. But he seems like the coolest of the bunch. So I'd like I was, to hang out with, uh, with uh, Barstool Day for, for a day or two, for a weekend. Yeah. I'd say he'd probably get really annoying after that, but I'd be cool with the weekend with the press. Maybe he wouldn't be annoying. Maybe he'd be really cool. Maybe we should be marrying him. I don't know. I don't know. But I, like, I like Bieber, too. I feel like there's more substance with Bieber. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Dave would just be content all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just is content. the king of content. And you're always eating those fucking pizzas, and you're, you only get one bite of them, and you're just like, oh, my God, Dave, please let me have the whole thing. <laughs> Anything else, Seth? That's all. It was a pleasure as always, buddy. Goodbye, my friend. Goodbye.